Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to this episode with a dear friend and soul sister of mine, Sam Altieri. I freaking loved this conversation. We had so much fun, and Sam and I both share a deep passion for empowering women to be themselves in person and online and to really show up unapologetically and to share your gifts and to share your light with the world. So you're going to get to hear our conversation shortly and I am just feeling so lit up right now in my life and in my business. And I wanted to share a little bit more about that for those of you who have been following this podcast for a while and tuning into the feminine frequency. Earlier this year, I went through some challenges and went through a lot of deep work that required me to surrender and release and to let go of things and people and parts of my business that were not in alignment for me. And in going through those challenges and having those breakdowns earlier this year, it has really created such a opening for the chapter that I'm in right now. And when I say that things feel so easeful and good right now, it's really a new space to be in, I would say, for such an extended period of time, which doesn't mean that every single moment of every single day is butterflies and rainbows and always amazing. But I would say overall, like my life feels really, really good right now. And it's an interesting place to be of noticing my mind going into that kind of masculine mode of, I want more. I want to get to the next level. I want to do more. And really watching that voice and reminding myself that like, it's okay to enjoy this in this moment. It's okay for it to be easy. And I wanted to share that because I think sometimes we make things complicated and we make things challenging when we don't need to. And there's something really beautiful of allowing the simplicity, allowing the pleasure, allowing the joy and letting that happen is also a practice, right? Not just jumping back into the old patterns of of doing and of complicating things. So yeah, I'm just in this really sweet chapter and I'm so grateful for this community. This podcast community brings me so much life. I'm so grateful for my clients right now. I'm grateful for all of the women who are joining me for wild and who have signed up already for this embodiment experience that I'm going to be hosting in October. And yeah, just wanted to share my gratitude here because that's what's coming through. 
All right. So I'm going to officially introduce my dear friend, Sam, before we dive in. So Sam Altieri dropped out of her nine to five career in architecture to follow her passion for health and wellness. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, and certified life health and embodiment coach who's obsessed with helping sensitive souls, ADHDers, and multi-passionate people overcome their fears and step into their most unstoppable and unapologetic self. She has helped thousands of women find their voice, step into their feminine confidence, and follow their purpose. Now she is living in her van, hashtag van life, traveling the U.S. with her fiance and pup, doing whatever is setting her soul on fire, inspiring other badass women to not settle for anything less than an epic life of fulfillment and freedom. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Sam and I are just so on the same wavelength and you will hear that shortly. And just a little heads up in the intro, Sam introduces me because this episode or this conversation went live on her podcast as well. So we're kind of double dipping here, which feels great because I want as many women to have access to this conversation as possible. So without further ado, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, guys. Welcome back. I'm so excited you are here. I have one of my really amazing friends in so many different parts of life, Amy Natalie, on the show. We are going to be talking all things... (sighs) bad bitch energy, showing up unapologetically, authenticity, self-expression, just like being your fucking self. So hi, Amy. What is up? I'm so stoked. What's up, Sam? Yeah, this conversation is like long, long overdue, but we're here. We're doing it. We've just got such, yeah, similar paths and as well as different, like we are so different, but we have, I feel like a very similar core message and a core vision for all women and just really are both such champions and advocates of being your authentic self and of showing up powerfully, both in your business and in relationships and like creating a fucking epic life because I feel Mm -hmm. like we've both created really epic lives and like we want everyone to have that. (laughs) I know. I know. And I, I, it was funny because I was like, when was it? I don't know, like a few days ago, for some reason I was on your page and I think you had shared something on your story about like, um, an embodiment class or something. And so I clicked the link in your bio and I like actually read your bio. Now I know you as a friend, obviously, like I know your past, blah, blah, blah. But I think reading your bio where it was like, yeah, like I was a carefree kid and blah, blah, blah. And then then (laughs) the thing that happens to all women, which is like, then you start feeling like shit about yourself and your body and you don't feel good enough and you're a dancer. And I was like, oh my God, Amy and I have like literally the same story. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool to read it because I felt like I was just reading my own story. And then now how for both of us danced has been one of the biggest tools for us to get back into our bodies and to actually be ourselves, like to not give a shit anymore, you know, and to just be like, this is me twerking on the sidewalk or like you're over there doing your like sexual, sensual dance. And I'm like, oh, let's go, baby, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's so much more fun. Like I love, I've loved my work 
ever since I started coaching, I've really loved my work and it's evolved over time. But like, I was thinking a few months ago when I was like putting together a playlist for, for an embodiment session and like, I'm doing my own practices and I'm sharing online and I'm dancing and I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, wait, like business is so much more fun when you like incorporating this feminine aspect of expression and of embodiment. And like, I'm like, this is so cool that this thing that I've loved my whole life, dance and music minus mm-hmm. the part where it stopped being fun because it was like competitive and like, you know, all, all the yeah. stuff that comes up as dancers when we're younger, but outside of that, like bringing that passion and that, that expression to my business has just, yeah, made me enjoy it so much more. And it's expanded my success too. Totally. Cause I feel like, I mean, ultimately it's like being in your feminine energy and like, whether it's dancing, let's just use dancing. Cause that's like what we both love to do. And like, share as a tool with our clients and in our programs as well but it's like there's something so magnetic about seeing somebody dancing right especially if they're dancing alone you're like what do they have i need that thing right and i remember the first time i like ever saw anyone dance on social media this was probably like three years ago and i was like oh my god i could never And then like the next month, I was like, fuck it, I'm going for it, right? And then it was just what it was. Like, I was like, I'm so obsessed with this because it's just me being me having fun. And then people drop into your DMs and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for for sharing. I'm like, what? Like, you're you're almost just kind of like, wait a second, I'm just living my life over here. I'm just mm-hmm. dancing away. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's like getting women out of their heads so much, you know, like actually allowing themselves to enjoy themselves and have fun and experience pleasure and be just completely unapologetic about it because mm-hmm. we are so conditioned to have so much guilt around enjoying ourselves and slowing down and having fun and all of that. Yeah, we we totally are. And as you're speaking, I I know you and I just like to keep it real, real and not like sugarcoat any bullshit. Like this is yes. the real, real. Like in order to be able to access these states of pleasure and of confidence and of empowerment, like both of us have had to do some really deep work, deep work around relating to our emotions, like not just mm-hmm. pretending that we're happy all the time, but actually going into the darkness and meeting these parts of ourselves that feel really tender and sensitive and also like working through body image stuff in order to get here. And like, we still have days and times in our business where there's a lot of self-inquiry happening and it, it isn't all dance parties and butterflies and rainbows, but mm-hmm. because we're willing to do that deeper work and go to those deep places, which I know we both are like, we will go, we will go there. Like I'm a Scorpio <laughs> rising. I don't know if you have Scorpio on your chart, but you, you'll go there too. You're like, a yeah, yeah we go there. Yeah. And, and it's through meeting ourselves in those spaces that we also give ourselves access to this freedom and to this liberation and to being able to be our authentic selves, because that's not the default. The default isn't just like, because of our programming, the default yeah. isn't just like, oh, I feel free to be myself. It's like, no, I got to look at my shit and yeah. go into the darkness and be real with myself and then come out the other side. Yeah, totally. And I think like, I think a lot of people can relate to this and it's like, 
growing up, like you just put on so many masks to fit in, you know, and that was always like, I never felt like I fit in. I'm sure you felt the same way. Like I always felt like the black sheep. I didn't like, I just, I didn't feel like I fit in. And I so desperately wanted to feel that way. And I know so many women feel that. Like they just want to be loved. They just want to be accepted, you know? And that's what I wanted too. But, you know, like honestly, my coaching journey has been me realizing like, oh shit, like the reason why I never felt like I fit in was because we're not supposed to. I wasn't supposed to fit in. I was supposed to stand out. You can't be a leader and fit in, you know? Mm. And I think so many women, like we want to fit in, yes. And also we're like, no, I don't want to fit in. No, like we don't, you know? So I think it's like this coming home to yourself around like as long as you are loving the person that you're becoming, that's that true feeling of belonging. You know, I think, Mm. I think Brene, Brene Brown talks about that so much, the difference between fitting in and belonging. And man, when I read that, I was like, that is it. Like it is all an inner journey in the inner game like you and I didn't get to the place where we're dancing and showing sexy photos of us on the internet from like nothing you know like we had to go and face our face our stuff you know face all the unworthiness and you know all of the messages that society tells us about being a woman oh you're too emotional oh you're too sensitive oh don't be too slutty oh don't be too sexual like all this and it's like wait a second, that's what a woman is. Like she is a highly sensitive, highly emotional, highly sexual being. <laughs> but mm-hmm. gifts are, <laughs> gifts are back, Basically like, don't be you and don't be yourself and be this like dim down version of yourself just because everyone will love you more that way, which is so not true. What I've found is the more that I've stepped into my authentic self, the deeper my relationships are, the more authentic Mm -hmm. relationships are like, yes, people have fallen away. Like there have been many people in my life, especially as I came out of the spiritual closet and went through my divorce and like stepped into this new identity. It's like, yeah, a lot of people fell away and it created space for the people that are in alignment for women like you, for other women who are, you know, doing their inner work and, and men who are on the same frequency, who are on the same page. And that's who I want to be surrounded by anyways. And, you know, the, this piece that you're talking about, about like this, this programming that we get, you know, there's a, a researcher, his name is Gabor, I think it's Gabor Mate or Gabriel Mate. And he talks about this, this conflict that we have, which is between acceptance and authenticity. And we're constantly as, as humans, like, because we have an ego, we're like, oh, am I going to compromise who I am, the truth of who I am in order to be accepted and loved by others? And until you can get to that place of, like you said, like loving yourself, accepting yourself, belonging within yourself, you're always going to seek that validation and that approval outside of you. And you're Mm -hmm. going to neglect your authenticity. You're not going to be able to show up as your authentic self. So yeah, I love, I love the work that, that we've both done to get to this place. And, and 
yeah, I think it really translates into our, our online space as well. So before we hopped on live, you were talking about, you know, the, the way that we are online and that you, you see a lot of times, you know, people having hard time bridging that gap with how they are in their real life and how they show up online. And I'd love for you to share some perspective on that. Yeah. Well, it's cool because I think like, even from an example of like us meeting in real life, you know, like we met in a masterminds, we were only on zoom together and like, you get a sense for how someone is, you know, like I feel like as like a, a, an empath and just like, I can definitely sense and feel energy. And I feel like most women in our communities can, it's like, you kind of get a vibe, like you kind of know what you're going to get. But I think when we met in real life, it made it so much more real. You know, it's like, oh my God, yes. Like she really is who she says and acts as she is, you know, because like real life energy, you kind of like can't fake in a way. Like you're just, you're there. And then again, social media, it's so, you're curating it. Whether you are conscious of it or not, you are curating it. You're choosing which moments or which moments you don't want to share. And so, whether that's done from an intentional perspective or it's just done from a place of like, I'm not ready to share this yet, or I don't want them to see me like this, or I only want my audience to perceive me in this way. I think I found that for so long, I was only showing the good because that's how I got validated because Mm -hmm. that's like, what it's been my whole life. Like, oh, you're such a positive person. Like you're so outgoing and blah, blah, blah. And then when COVID hit, and this is actually what changed the game for me when COVID hit and the gyms closed and I didn't have my normal coping mechanism. I didn't realize how much the gym was my actually avoidance for feeling. Mm. I was forced to like sit with myself and I was like, oh my God wow, no wonder why I've had such an insane drive to work out so much because I had so much to feel that I was avoiding feeling. And so then I started to open up a little bit more about it in my you know, personal life and then started to translate on social media. And I started talking about it like, yo, look, like I'm not always a super confident, super outgoing, super whatever person. Like, yes. And I also like just went through a pretty big season of depression and a lot of anxiety and overthinking and being like, what am I doing with my life? And it's like, that's the stuff that we don't talk about enough so that we can normalize it. You know, it's like normalizing the human experience. And so I think like we get to show, I am trying my best um, to be conscious of like showing both the highs and the lows, right? To paint like a realistic picture of what it's like to be a human, what it's like to be a human running a business and to be in a relationship and live in my van. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's a fucking lot. Like, yes, there's days where I wake up and I start dancing and I'm like, woo. And today's one of those days. Like I was feeling myself. I was walking around with headphones. I had my makeup on, I had lipstick. I was just dancing out to bad bitch songs. Like I literally had that bitch energy playlist on and I was so in it. But like last night, I felt like a bag of shit (laughs) and I felt disgusting. And I, you know, it's like, oh, okay. We actually get to be at peace with all the parts and not make it mean anything. You know, Mm -hmm. just like let ourselves have that because 
I don't know. I think I found like you can't experience those really beautiful highs and that almost state of bliss in your life without experience the really painful stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was always so scared of pain. I was always like, I can't handle it. I don't want to go there. Um, yeah. And I think COVID and my business really has helped me have to have to go there because you're like, you can't fake it anymore. You can't pretend to be happy all the time because it's just not real. <laughs> and nobody wants to see that anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, come on, Instagram. That's why I started hanging out on TikTok like as of yesterday. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going for it. I don't even care anymore. But IG, the perfection that's shown on IG, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to to all of that. And and I honestly feel like that's where like the depth and the richness comes from when we share more authentically. Like it feels so much more fulfilling for me. I mean, I had a woman who just joined as a one-on-one client and she shared with me that she's been following me for like over a year now. And one the the thing that she related to the most was when I was sharing about my breakup last year and how we went through this like conscious uncoupling process. And yeah, I feel like the more I share the the realness and allow people in like earlier this year, I almost wanted to quit my business. I've been in an entrepreneur for almost 10 years and I like shared that and I sent an email out about it. And I wasn't just like, Oh yeah, everything's going great. I'm like, yeah, this launch flopped and I'm like freaking out right now. And like, I don't know if I'm going to continue. And yeah, just like allowing people to see me in that is so different than like having this facade that entrepreneurship is easy or that relationships are easy. And, and, you know, yeah, I think, you know, one of my clients once asked, like, how do I know if the work is working? I'm like, okay, well, you're definitely still going to have lows. And sometimes those lows might feel even shittier because it's contrast. Cause when you know that you feel good and you know what it feels like to feel good, you're like, Oh, I like, I want to feel that way all the time. And then when you have like a low, it's like, shit, that feels so much lower than it did before. Right. You were talking about how we mm-hmm. have these, this range, but I shared with her, the work is working when you start feeling better. Like you start feeling more like yourself, like, 60% of the time, 70% of the time, 80% of the time yeah. versus the other way around. Um, and that doesn't mean like we are cyclical beings. We are not always going to be happy. We're not always going to be in that high state, but we also aren't always going to be in that low state either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like it's, um, it's for me, it's been making peace with all of it. You know, like not making myself wrong mm-hmm. and um, and finding people like you that I could safely share my lows with. Mm-hmm. Because I think processing them on your own in a journal is great or to a partner is great. But I think I think it's also like, especially as women, it's so important to have other women that you can actually feel safe to be yourself with and actually open up and be vulnerable and just be like, ah, life, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fucking hard because even, even advocating and talking all about like bad bitch energy and showing up unapologetically and blah, 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 blah. 
yes, and life is still challenging. <laughs> like you're still going to be faced with obstacles. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden life is easy and you know you don't have any problems and whatever. It's just that you actually you can way better regulate yourself when that stuff comes up. And for me, this has shown up so much in my relationship with money recently. Um, just because of kind of what's been going on with my business, being in a van, getting out of like a really bad, depressing and confusing, like probably the longest area of my life where I was just like, what am I doing? Like, Hmm. oh my God. Like it felt like my business was just completely failing. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't working. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even happy. And I had never really been in that place in my business because I don't know, just hadn't. And like, I had to just start talking about that because like, I couldn't pretend anymore. Like it was just too heavy to keep holding this idea of what I thought I should be at. And I remember like I shared about it on the podcast. I was like, look, guys, I took away my biggest income stream, my biggest two income streams. And it's actually really scary right now financially. I've never been in this place before. Like, and I have no idea what's coming of it. Um, and so I just, just told them and I was like, I don't even know like where this is leading me. I'm just trusting. And um, I had somebody as part of my membership. She was like, I listened to that episode. And honestly, it just made me feel so much better because like i just feel like the industry generally just only shares the highs and it just can make you feel so much shame for where you are and i was like you're so right like i don't think i realized how vulnerability can really be our superpower mm. and i would say right now i'm at this like precipice <laughs> of being like okay do i share this right now or do i wait a little until i have a solution and an answer until i share mm-hmm. and I always say like, share from the scar, not from the wound. But there's part of me that's actually like wanting to lean into this edge of sharing from exactly where I am right now and owning it and just being like, guys, all right, I have a confession. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because whenever I've done that, it always ends up connecting with people. They're just like, thank you so much for coming out and talking about this. You know, thank you so much for saying this. Like, I've been feeling this way, but I've been feeling bad about feeling this way because nobody else has been feeling this way. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Well, there's so much shame when we're we're dealing with it internally on our own and where we feel like no one else struggles with this and I'm the only one. And like, there's something wrong with me. That's the story that the ego likes to tell us. And just like you said, having other women or a mentor or someone that you can talk to that dissolves the shame that helps us to realize, Oh, I shared this really scary thing that I'm going to. And I didn't die. I didn't get rejected. Like I'm still loved. These people still care about me. And if anything, they actually feel closer to me because I'm human and they can relate to it. And I think that's something that people love so much about you, Sam. And I would say also that people relate to about me is that there is that authenticity. It's not like this filter. Yes, we're still curators. Like Instagram is a curated platform, right? Like I'm not going to post every high and low every single minute of the day. Like that's not going to happen. And the more that we can reveal like 
the struggles that we have and be honest about them and, and be human, like be a human being who's having a human experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, we have a lot of tools. We have a lot of resources. We've done a lot of growth, which, which we've been through a lot of growth, which helps us to navigate these challenges from a much more empowered place. Like totally. such a different, different experience than being a victim to our circumstances or reality again, which doesn't mean we don't have highs and lows. Even if you're an empowered person, empowered woman, like you're still going to have these experiences. Okay, my love, we are going to take a quick pause from this conversation because I have a very special announcement for you. I am so excited to invite you to the upcoming three-week embodiment program that I will be hosting online called WILD. WILD is a transformational journey through the body to release the perfectionism, people-pleasing, and sexual shame that has been standing in your way. It is a true reclamation of your sensuality, your confidence, and your innate power as a woman. In this embodiment exploration, we will activate your feminine power so that you can be more visible, feel more alive, and share your unique flavor of magic with the world. Wild is a journey that we are going to go on together to release any of the good girl programming, that part of you that desires to be liked and accepted, and the part of you that stops you from being your authentic self. And we're going to be doing this through three very powerful 90-minute embodiment sessions where I will guide you to connect with your inner wild woman, the wild woman archetype, and And I believe that every woman has the wild woman inside of her, this center of power and fierceness and boldness and the wild woman and going through these embodiment sessions are here to liberate you, to allow you to be your most empowered, authentic self. So to join me for this journey, scroll down to the link in the show notes and the doors close on Friday. I would absolutely love to get wild with you. And the program begins on October 6th. All right, let's get back to the episode. I think for me, I, it's funny because if we just go back to the subject of money, because that's been what's present for me. And I don't know, I kind of get the sense this is going on for a lot of people, but I'll just, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I, I think that I've never in my life been in the position that I'm in financially. I've always, I don't know. It's just always felt easy. Let's just say. Um, And I've never really worried about it. I never really worried about money. And over the past few months, I have been really focused on the credit card debt that I have and like feeling bad about it, feeling shame about it, being like, why is it still here? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, kind of focusing on it too much, you know, instead of just being like, okay, it's all good. Like, I'm going to focus on creating money so that the overflow just carries over. Right. But I got really caught in this, like, kind of shame spiral with myself. And then it turned into me just kind of owning it and accepting it and being like, okay, I made some not so great financial decisions. And I also 
haven't really been selling as much as I was. And it's like, of course, your business isn't going to like grow and do anything if you're just waiting around, you know? And I just kind of got really like real with myself of like, wow, I can't be the only one who's mismanaged their money. There's no way in the history of entrepreneurship that I'm the only person. And I recently had a call with one of my one-on-one clients and she was telling me that she was going through like literally the exact same thing. And I, she's like, this is the first time I've ever had to ask. She asked her parents like for like a loan. She's like, this is the first time I've ever in my life had to ask my parents for money. My brother does it all the time, but I never do that because I never want to be that person. I have always wanted to just be self-sufficient and handle it on my own. And she's like, it just felt so bad. Like I just felt awful about it. And I was like, wow, thank you for sharing. And like, we talked about the whole experience, but it got me thinking about my own experience too, of like, wow, how much shame there can be around these topics, whether it's sex or money or whatever, these bigger kind of taboo topics. But I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, because one of the biggest external measures of success is money, right? When even if you're living your best life and you're deeply fulfilled in your business and you're, but the money, like the external dollars maybe right now aren't showing, it almost is like, oh, you should feel shame, right? Because like right now I am in love with all of my clients. I love, love my membership. And I'm like, everything feels so amazing. But the external measure of success doesn't show it. And so it's almost like, what do I have to show for this? You know, like I can't use that as like, not bragging rights, but like, I can't talk about that because it wouldn't be an integrity. And it's like, it doesn't compromise everything I've already created up into this point, but it's really got me thinking about how I personally have used money as a way to um, like validate myself. Mm -hmm. which was really, really interesting. And so now I'm kind of taking a step back and being like, wow, like, can I be with myself and the situation that I've created and share about it and just own it? Because that's the only way I'm going to get out, you know, Mm -hmm. like pretending like it's fine, ain't going to work and just talking about it. And so that's completely like in my personal edge right now. And I don't know, I feel like more if, more people talked about the things that are actually going on in their life, everyone would feel so much less alone, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm curious, like, what is your edge or like, what's kind of like what you're going through? Because I I don't know. I just feel like that vulnerability piece is so key to leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, I think it is. It's definitely so relatable. And when we can get out of that place of shame and hiding it, and when you can actually own it and have compassion for where you're at, that is where the shift starts to happen, where you can be empowered to make different decisions and move forward. And I, I also want to highlight before I share my edges, <clears throat> you know, our industry, specifically the coaching industry, you know, a lot of business coaches, most of them are marketing from the place of, oh, I had a $300,000 month, a $500,000 month, a million dollar, like, and that's a top percentage of our industry. And both of us, I just want to be clear here too. Like both of us have made really great money in our businesses and have had really great success 
And like, yeah, this idea that it's always like that and it's always rising, you're always scaling and always growing. Like, I do believe that where you're at right now, like you're going through a big initiation and you're asking, you're being asked to restructure and realign your business in a way that it feels good for you. We've talked about this before where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to move forward in a way that just feels better for me. And I'm, I'm pausing and taking a step back and looking at what's not working. And like the finances being where they're at is forcing you to do that. And then you can move forward in a different direction and expand from that place. So I just wanted to highlight that before we dive in. And yeah, my edge is, is relationships is romantic relationships. You know, I've done so much work in getting clear on what I desire. Um, the, the men that I've dated, you know, in the last couple of years have been progressively getting much closer to what I actually want. And, I've been in this place of, and I had a session with my embodiment coach around this is around like, um, really connecting with the longing and the yearning because I really desire, I deeply desire divine union and partnership. And I know that that's possible and that's happening for me and it's not here yet. And so it can be so easy to fill that void. Like there's men who are Mm -hmm. interested and I could entertain that if I wanted to, because it feels easy and comfortable Um, or I could be on dating apps or I could be distracting myself. But what my practice right now is being really discerning with my energy. And it's like, okay, if I don't entertain these distractions and if I don't go that route, that forces me to be in this place of the in-between and of the void of Mm. the yearning of like, I really want this. And this is something that I deeply desire and it's not here yet. And having that yearning and that desire, I believe is part of the manifestation process. A lot of manifestation teachers are like, feel what it's like when it's already here. And like, I love that manifesting practice too, but there's also something really powerful and potent about going into the deep desire and the deep yearning for what you want. And like that being part of like, that's the feminine part of like calling it in and creating space for it. And like magnetizing this person from, from that deep Mm -hmm. longing so that's something that I've, I've been navigating. And of course, with that, there's like, when is it going to happen? And how is it going to happen? And when am I going to meet this person? And I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm in, I'm doing all the things like to be really discerning and to be clear on what I desire and also to honor the emotions that are here versus spiritual bypass and be like, oh, it's, I like imagining myself in this partnership and how amazing it is. And like, I love doing that too, but there's something really deep and, and powerful about like my heart, like aching for this relationship. Oh yeah. That's (laughs) that publicly. (laughs) I, I know that feeling. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and I feel like in relationship too, there is so many questions that we ask ourselves, you know, and even client coach to client. It it could be the same if we're talking about magnetizing our soulmate clients, you know? It's this like, oh, I'm so excited for them to arrive. Like I can literally feel what it's going to be like, right? And maybe you've already had a taste of it, whether it's a romantic relationship or a client. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm doing the same thing, but when it comes to soulmate clients, like I'm like, I know exactly what I am looking for now because only because I had one, or I have one, I should say right now, who is like the next 
level of woman that I desire to work with and serve. And at first, I felt like she was out of my league. <laughs> mm. And then I realized, no, this is exactly what I wanted. Oh, it feels so good. It's so juicy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to ever end because it's so fun and just, it's just the best. We just have the deepest, best conversations. Um, and it's really interesting when that does show up and then you realize maybe past men or past clients or whatever that you're like, wow, I was actually settling there, but I didn't even realize it. Mm. Right. And so it's, it's interesting. I feel like for me personally, I have to experience the things to realize what I don't want, Mm -hmm. you know, or to be like, wait a second, this isn't like fully it, you know, Mm -hmm. there's something, something off here. Something's not, mm, you know, Mm -hmm. and just being real with yourself about that. And then not being afraid to, you know, create space for that because ultimately that's the, that is like your highest self living in her design, you know, living her authentic self, authentic life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the most challenging part of manifesting. There's two, two parts of manifesting that I see are, are challenging for, for women or for everyone. I mean, humans is like this piece around like surrendering or like letting go of what's not in alignment to create Mm -hmm. space for what is. Um, because that requires so much faith, so much trust, so much confidence, so much clarity in order to be like, okay, I'm willing to let this thing go. That's not really a fuck. Yes. That's not fully it for me in order to create space for what I do actually desire. And, and yeah, I think that that's where, like we were talking about earlier, where for me, when I think about feminine archetypes, I think about like the wild woman, like the woman who is Mm. willing to burn shit down and to let shit go in order to create and have what she really wants to the woman who's willing to set boundaries and to speak her truth um, and not settle for anything less than what she's worthy of and what she truly desires. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's a piece that, that, it can be challenging for a lot of people when it comes to, to the manifesting process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think on the topic of relationships, I think there's like, I don't know. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because like I've been in my relationship now for like three and a half years. And I think there's a, I think there could, can be a false narrative that, okay, you meet this person and then they are like it, you know it with 100% certainty, never questioned again. Boom. Ah, I've arrived. And that hasn't been the case for me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and because I am somebody who has to, like I said, try things out, feel into them, like actually experience them, live them. See, is my mind just like trying to sabotage me and sabotage this or what like what's actually what is my body kind of saying and so i'd be curious too to hear your thoughts i know you're you've kind of i think you've been in like the dating scene right and you've been like dating guys and just experiencing that and kind of like what that's been like for you in terms of like when do you know like this isn't it 
you know, that point of just like, no, you know, how long does it take or what's the, how does that feel in your body? Because I've ended relationships that were amazing, but I just knew I would be settling. I knew that I would have held me back. Like I knew all those things. And I think for the woman who knows, like she does want it all and she knows she can have it. She's just like kind of getting in her own way a little. It's like, yeah. What would you say for you is that point of knowing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just want to highlight, like there's a difference between like having challenges in relationships because I believe that spiritual relationships are here to challenge us to grow and to learn about ourselves. So it's not like, oh, you jump into this relationship and everything's perfect and there's never anything that you have to work on or never any like judgment <laughs> judgment that you have like, oh, oh, oh I don't judge God, my yeah. partner. Like that that's not true. Like that's that is fairy tale illusion. But to to your question about when do you know, you know, for me in my marriage, like I it took me about two years to get clarity around, like, I was struggling with that question for about two years before I ended up getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, I met him before I went through my spiritual awakening. I met him when I was 23 years old. I didn't really know myself. Like, I was going through a really big evolution. And, yeah. like, we weren't the right match. And it took me a long time to get clear on that. How do I know if this is just my judgment or me just, you know, thinking the grass is greener on the other side? Like I went through it all, but that took me two to three years to get clarity on it. Now I can tell because I've learned that deep self-trust and connecting to my intuition and working through is this intuition or fear? Like there's an embodied knowing, is this a yes or is this a no? And Sometimes mm-hmm. that's on the first date. Sometimes that's within five minutes of talking to mm. someone. And I know. And then other times I have to explore it a little bit more and there's enough alignment there. And I'm I'm curious and I'm open to getting to know the person. And then like, there comes a point where either it's like, yes, let's keep exploring this or, hey, like this, this feels like a no. And what I've been working on with a lot of my clients is embodying your no, like, when you know that it's a no, closing the gap between when you know it and when you take action, because that Mm. in-between space of like knowing that something's a no, being afraid to have the conversation or being afraid to let go of it, whether that's a business thing, whether that's a romantic relationship, like that space is so fucking painful to be in where it's like, I know this isn't serving me. I know this isn't right, but I'm, I'm staying in it because I'm afraid to let it go or I'm not ready yet. And it's like, the sooner that you can stand in your no, the sooner that you can create space for your yes. Like mm. that's just how it works. It's like the the inner tor- turmoil that happens and like that weird frequency that you get in when you're in that confusion state. It's like that doesn't serve anything. So yeah, I think yeah. hopefully that answered your question. But I feel like yeah. I've learned how to access my intuition and that inner knowing a lot faster with relationships and friendships and clients um, because it's been practiced over the years. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I mean, yeah, I think just speaking to what you said about the, like, even just like the fairy tale idea of what a relationship should be and is like healthy relationships are way fucking harder than toxic ones. (laughs) Let's just fucking put it out there. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, Kurt has triggered the crap out of me in every single way possible. And there was so many times, he's literally like sitting three feet away from me. So it's not like this is anything new for him here, <laughs> but like, it's like, there are so many times where I was just like, no, this ain't it. But it was actually me just being so triggered of my own shit. And he was so just grounded and present. And I was like, why am I getting so activated? And you're just so calm. And I was like, you're not doing the work. <laughs> oh God, so funny. To like actually witness myself and the relationship. So funny. But What I will say is I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I truly do believe the universe brought us together for me to like heal all of the stuff, the abandonment, the victimhood, the rejection, like the insecurities, like to just be my own person, you know, like truly and not be so goddamn codependent because that was me and I didn't realize it until I was in a relationship. Um, And so I think my relationship with Kurt has taught me so much about who I am as a person or what my conditioning and programming has been. And then also if I look at his and I, his and I's relationship, and then I think, Ooh, these patterns, where do they show up in other parts of my life? Right? Like mm-hmm. anxious attachment, codependency, ex- seeking external validation, like judgment, perfectionism, control, like, Oh, oh my gosh. And Kurt is like a pretty masculine dude. And I think that's why it honestly got me so upset because I was in my masculine so hard when mm-hmm. I when we got into our relationship and he kind of forced me to I'm not even on, like didn't say anything but just energetic he was yeah a hundred percent I was just like oh shit like he is in control like he is in charge like he is leading mm-hmm. and I'm over here trying to lead and he's like bitch now <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like it's so funny like being in our relationship i've really i had to surrender because he's like sam and just now you know and i'm like oh my god nobody's like ever put me in my place like <laughs> yes bonus like, points for kurt yes. right and i think it's helped me surrender to the plan to business to money to life and and like make peace with that you know instead of always trying to control everything which mm-hmm. that's just how I was born how I was raised how I grew up and mm-hmm. it's exhausting you know trying to control other people's perception of you like control so many things and I told Kurt because I was sharing with him kind of what was going on in my business and I'm just like I'm just so done I'm so done trying like I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want and know that that's enough because I think I just we just have to stop thinking so much sometimes you mm-hmm. know and and I I truly believe like yeah in in a lot of ways my relationship has uh completely transformed me inside and out mm-hmm. you know yeah Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I think it's so helpful to see behind the scenes of other people's relationship. Cause once again, on social media, it's like, Oh, here's my person and we don't have any problems and we're great. And it's like, yeah, right. Like every, (laughs) every relationship has stuff. And I do want to go back to what you shared about like healthy relationships being harder than toxic. 
I think what I would say is healthy relationships are more challenging in that they challenge us to grow. Toxic Mm -hmm. relationships are actually harder because you're so unconscious of your patterns and we keep replaying the same cycles. And it's like, there's no empowerment over that. There's no transformation or growth in that. But I agree that like when you sign up for conscious partnership, when you sign up for a spiritual relationship, you're signing up to evolve and to grow and to learn more about yourself. And like, we didn't really sign up for the easy path. And I don't think there is an easy path. I would rather be in the challenging growth oriented relationship than in a unconscious, toxic, hard relationship, right? Where you keep meeting the same issue over and over and over again. Totally, totally. And I feel like we can kind of go full circle and and wrap it up is like, look, being in a conscious relationship is going to be like having a conscious relationship with your business. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. And just like when you're in a season maybe or some sort of disagreement or whatever with your partner, that's going to happen in your business. And like, I think knowing that whatever is meant to be will be like literally surrendering to it and instead of like forcing the conversations with your partner or forcing you guys to clear it up that day you know i think we can want to blow past the hard things when actually the hard things have the most lessons and teachers and if we actually go inward and look at like what is this teaching me which is what i've been doing with my business right now is like whoa, I have learned so much by getting myself into the financial position that I'm in because of a lot of underlying patterns. And I don't think I ever would have actually really been honest with myself because I wouldn't have had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I would. I actually have had to look at the patterns or what is driving me to spend or what is driving me to hide or, you know, all the things. And it's been really insightful. It's not comfortable. It sucks, um, but it's obviously happening on purpose. And it's like, it needs to happen now before things get even bigger. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like that's been my biggest lesson is like my success. And I feel like yours too. Like it just kind of happened naturally. It was just like, doop, 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 you know? And I think creating a certain milestone in your business, at least for me last year, when I was like, oh my gosh, like, I've never made this much money in my life. Like, this is so cool. But I didn't know how to manage it. I didn't know how to hold it. Mm. I didn't know how to keep it. And so I really do believe like that's been my lesson is like, okay, yeah, girl, you know how to make money, but do you know how to keep it? Do you know how to save it? You know, like actual, Mm. actual. So that's been, that has been one of my biggest lessons is like, It is like the feminine energy, actually. It's like, stop giving so much. Stop letting your money go. Stop letting your love go. Like actually allow yourself to receive and keep it and feel safe to do that. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I will, I will add a caveat, like my business journey, I think was pretty different to yours. Like I didn't have that instant, like not instant success, but like that easeful success. And I think mine has been more of like a a building over time and a... Like, yeah, setting the foundation and the roots and like, it took a while for me to hit my stride, but I will say the more authentic that I'm being in my business and the more that I'm showing up as my myself and self-expressed and yeah, sharing authentically, like it's, it's definitely served, served my business well. So yeah, yeah. thank you for this epic conversation. I 
fucking love talking to you. And I love that we get to share our conversations on our podcast. (laughs) Oh, me too, dude. Me too. It's so good. I feel like, yeah, you are one of those people that I, I don't know, you know, when you meet, I mean, you know, because I'm sure you feel this way too, but Mm -hmm. when you meet someone and you're just like, damn, they are a homie for life. Like Mm -hmm. this girl is it, you know, like that's how, when we met in Tulum, like I was just like, oh Amy fuck Mm. yes like we're so different (laughs) but so the same and I think like you know you got that Scorpio energy Kurt Scorpio too and Sagittarius and Scorpio just like crush it together because like I got the crazy fun on lock you got the like grounded like just really (laughs) good like lovings like just nurturing I don't know it's so good so we just make a great pair and I'm so grateful to be your friend and to have had this combo Mm, I love you and many more to come. Oh, yes. I love you too. Thank you guys for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, which I mean, come on. This is a pretty epic conversation. Yeah. I mean, just saying. (laughs) How could you not? If you're you're here listening at the end, I'm guessing you fucking liked it. So. Come say hi on the gram. Screenshot it. Share it story we love you you're the tits keep coming back and listening and we will catch you on next week's episode bye guys thanks again for tuning in today if you found value from this conversation i invite you to take a screenshot and share it on instagram you can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.